0: Well, hello, Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. We're going to talk about a couple of things this week, some of which we've covered on the show and some that we have not covered on the show, and then a couple of surprises and a couple of emails. Uh, I'm sending by a taco buffet for you a little bit later on, so that'll be a nice surprise for you. Not really. Did you look? Did you look up and go, wait, where is the taco buffet? I'm going to guess you're smarter than that. Let's get started this week on Take a Shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. By the way, that music right there is from my friend Johnny DeShay. I've known Johnny for years, and uh, he's a bass player here in town, and he's awesome. And he's one of those guys that plays so well, so naturally, and he's so modest about it that if you ever talk to him, he'll never even bring up the fact that he's a bass player. Because he's just like the friendliest guy ever and also one of the creepiest guys that I've ever met. (laughs) I just say he's my buddy, so I can say that. Um, You know, I'm really impressed with musicians. The more that I realize the freaking talent that they have, it's so impressive, isn't it? That, you know, you watch a band and and you take it for granted what they're actually doing. Let's say you go to, name a concert. Let's say you go see uh, who? The Killers. Maybe you don't like The Killers. Maybe you're going to go see Ariana Grande. Maybe you hate Ariana Grande, and then you're going to go see Taylor Swift. But you watch these musicians, and what they're doing is so incredible and takes such talent. And you and I watch it like, yeah, it's no no big deal. They're playing a guitar. Big freaking deal. Um, to play the guitar, there's six strings on a guitar. You have to know where to put your fingers, not just one time, but about, oh, uh, I don't know, hundreds of times during a song. So many different chords. Uh, maybe Maybe a song only has five chords or six chords. But, you know, you watch these people and you go, they do it so effortlessly. Not only that, they're singing at the same time and they're right in step. They're locked with the rest of the band. The bass player is locked with the drummer. The drummer is locked with the bass player. The vocalist is locked with the keyboard player. Maybe they're playing the keyboards at the same time. Next time you go see anybody who plays and sings at the same time, remember this. A musician, um, I think I was taking guitar lessons a long time ago. I was like 25 years old taking guitar lessons, and I never got good. I gave it up. Um, he said, If you're singing and playing at the same time, one of those has got to be so natural, you don't even have to think about it. So think about, like, I don't know, uh, Blake Shelton or Adam Levine. Um, I'm thinking about the voice. Is that obvious? And how they're playing and singing at the same time. Think about somebody like Elton John or somebody like uh, Julia Brennan, who's a local artist. And she's playing the keyboards and singing at the same time and making it look easy. That's why dummies like me and you and maybe your musical, uh, we look at that and go, I could kind of do that. Hey, trust me. I've been uh, playing the ukulele for the year, about a year and a half. And it's funny, whenever I tell somebody I play the ukulele, I always kind of get a look like, you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Or are you making a joke? Is that a real instrument? Do people really learn to play the ukulele? And yeah, but why the ukulele when you could be so much more credible playing the guitar or the bass or keyboards? I don't know. It's easy to carry around. It's moderately easy to get some chords out of. And and if you can play four chords on a ukulele, you can play a million songs. So anyway, I just really enjoyed it. I was talking to my trainer, Brent. Shout out today over at Snap. He's like, what are you doing later today? I said, I got a ukulele lesson. And he kind of looked at me like... I've heard you talking about that on the radio. Are you serious? You really play? I said, yeah, it's a ton of fun. So, hey, listen, if you play any instrument, you get it. If you don't play an instrument, maybe you don't get it, but I'm not going to be judgmental about that. Just like, you know, it might not be the thing for you. And I asked Brent, I said, do you play anything? And he's like, nah, I don't. And I said, you know what? That's okay. Not everybody does. But hey, I'm going to tell you something. If you're looking for something to keep your mind sharp and to have fun and bring some, I'm, I know this term is overused in 2020, to bring some joy into your life, go down to your local music store. You can go to Schmidt, they do a great job, and get a ukulele. You can get a plastic one. It looks like a toy, but they sound just as good, almost as good as the wood ones. They're totally legit. You can get a plastic ukulele for about 35 or 40 bucks. Get a tuning app in the tuning store because tuning up is very important. And try a couple of chords. You can go on YouTube and look for any, like, beginner ukulele tutorial and learn it right there on YouTube. There's apps and different ways to learn. I learned with an app called Musician. I don't want to get too deep into the woods here because if you don't care about that, you're not going to do it, then I don't want to bore you. And I would like you to listen to the entire podcast instead of going, F this, I'm out. Let's get back to music. I was in Los Angeles last week. And uh, I went to the I heart Radio Music Summit. And I just love talking about this because it's so cool. And I like music, but I'm not a music nut. I'm not a music aficionado. I am not somebody who's like, oh, my life is all about music, and that is my heart and soul. That's just not me. I like music as much as anybody. But I don't go seek out music. I let music seek me if I hear it on KDWB. Or I hear about it from a friend who's like, oh, you really got to hear this, like Chase turned me on to the Black Keys 10 years ago, something like that, and he loves the Black Keys, and I like the Black Keys, but, so I like music, but I'm not a music aficionado. I go out to this, they call it the iHeartRadio Music Summit, and basically it's so interesting, you sit in this big theater that used to be Jay Leno's Tonight Show studio, and they've converted it into a, basically it's an auditorium and on uh, in the front is a big stage and uh, they've got legit sound system engineers sound boards lighting people effects people you know whatever those guys are that run the board on the side and the back of the stage and the lights and all that shit they got it and they've got everything you need to put together a concert boom right there in a smaller venue. And they play music for us. And they got video screens like, okay, here's the latest from Justin Timberlake. Here's the latest from Justin Bieber. Here's the latest from Shakira. Here's the latest from whatever. And most of these songs will never become hit songs. And that's okay. It was still fun to listen. It was kind of like going to like a wine sampling where there's like five good wines and 40 okay wines. Let me tell you, if you sample that many wines, you're going to get hammered. Anyway, so they brought out a bunch of artists. They brought out Tones and I. Who's that one? Never better think that baby for her. Dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey all night. And her voice drives you crazy. And you're like, shut that song up. I don't like that song. But once I met her, not met her, I didn't meet her. But once I heard her story on stage, I'm like, wow, I like her. Because her story is about how she's a street performer in Australia and gets treated like shit, like a performing monkey. Well, she doesn't dance, but she sings. And, but she said, but making it singing monkey is not as fun or, I don't know, telling as dance monkey. So she told the story about how basically being a street performer, performer is a degrading experience and you don't make a whole lot of money and you have to park like six blocks away and carry all your shit and set it up and your you know power supply and your keyboard and your amplifier and your speakers and all that. And drunks will come up and try to sing along with her and play her keyboard. And she's like, it's degrading. But that's how she made her living for a while. But what I was really noticed about this, and we talked about this on the radio a little bit on Monday, is there's definitely a trend away from sexy female artists. And I'm really glad that the Billie Eilishes and the Tones and I, I don't know what her real name is, and a bunch of other female artists did not come out in a silver sequin bra and uh, tiny, tiny little boy shorts to show off their bodies. I've always been bothered by that. I've always been bothered by that because I always got the idea... And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I don't think clearly through this, but I always got the idea that it's some older manager or record company executive saying, Ariana Grande, you got to wear tiny little shorts, you got to show off your legs, you've got to whatever. Um, but then I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not giving these women credit for deciding they want to sell their sexuality themselves. Is there a sin in selling their sexuality in music? No. It's been done forever ever since the camera was invented or whatever it was that women a hundred years ago or 500 years ago used to show off their sexuality i'm sure they did it or did they because i mean wasn't it a hundred years ago when women wore collars up to their necks and they wore like pants down to their ankles and they wore sleeves down to their wrists i don't know so but i think that there's definitely if you want to call it empowerment um uh, in showing off your body if you look good. Even guys can do that. I mean, let's face it, what did Adam Levine do at the Super Bowl a year ago? He took a shirt off and Adam Levine looks great with his shirt off. So he sold sexuality. But I was really glad to see that a lot of these young female artists are getting away from dressing sexy, looking sexy. And is there still a place for it? Sure, I guess so. But it's nice to see it trending, kind of like the pendulum. Like what's her, uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg says the pendulum will go this way, and then it'll swing back this way. And when it gets too far that way, it'll swing back. It's like society has a way of correcting itself. We hope. (laughs) I don't know. Does it? We hope so. Okay. Um, A a couple of other things about this music summit. Um, uh, there's, it, it came up that Camila Cabello was, you know, she had new music out and she had like some music out with somebody and I can't remember who her music was with, but they were talking about how Camila's got new music and, um, and I thought about Camila. Oh, I know what it was. Okay. So Camila and then the other forgotten names in Fifth Harmony. Well, they're not all forgotten. There's Dinah J and and the other ones and and really past that. If you told me some of their names, I'd remember them. But let's be honest, you might remember some of them besides Dinah J and Camila Cabello. But for the most part, people just don't. They know that there were five girls in there. And I thought about that old saying about, you know what? It's not a saying. It's kind of a belief like you got to be able to be happy for other people's success. You've got to be able to be happy when somebody else besides you succeeds. And I thought that is really fucking hard to do. If you're not succeeding yourself, let me elaborate a little bit. I thought about these girls, these women that are in Fifth Harmony, that were in Fifth Harmony. And remember how they formed. Uh, they were on like X Factor or something, and Simon auditioned them all separately. And then he said, I want you to all get together and make a band, just like he did with One Direction. And uh, because the sum of their parts was stronger than their individual parts. So we put them all together, made a band called Fifth Harmony. They were around for the, they did songs. They were huge. They had a couple of radio hits, not a lot of radio hits, but a few, and uh, and then they broke up. And Camila was the one who immediately emerged. Why I don't know. Does she have the best voice? I couldn't tell you. I don't know what Dinah J or the other girls sound like. Um, but Camila was marketable because she's beautiful, and yeah, the other girls are beautiful too. Uh, But maybe she was friendlier or easy to work with. I don't know why she was the one who got plucked out of the band. And sometimes it's just a roll of the dice. Let's talk about the other four girls in Fifth Harmony. Now, the rumor was they didn't get along. They really, a lot of bands run into conflict when one band member starts getting all the attention. And a lot of the time, it's the one band member who doesn't really do that much except sing and take all the credit. I'll harken back into the 80s, uh, David Lee Roth and Van Halen. Yeah, he wrote a lot of the songs, and he sang, and he was a very charismatic lead singer of Van Halen. But the true genius of the band wasn't David Lee Roth. It was Eddie Van Halen, the guitar virtuoso, who wrote amazing songs. I think David Lee Roth wrote some and did the lyrics. But Eddie Van Halen got pissed because David Lee Roth was getting all the credit. There's a rumor that, in no doubt, it was the same problem. Gwen Stefani was the beautiful, blonde, young, sexy face of the band, but she didn't write the songs. She showed up, she performed, she looked beautiful, but she got all the credit. As a matter of fact, name one person, in no doubt, besides Gwen Stefani. And the other band members didn't like it. So uh, that's one of the reasons that they are no longer. Um, So I thought, where am I going with this? I I do have a point. And that is it's really difficult to look at somebody who is succeeding and be happy for them when you are not. And we are told, you know what, you should be happy to watch other people succeed. You're a terrible person if you can't watch other people succeed. And uh, a lot of the time there are people who grab success that are working no harder than somebody else who didn't get it. And that's really all I have to say about that. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting, kind of a, a revelation. So if you're watching people around you succeed and you're working just as hard, and uh, you know, there's a lot of radio shows that do this. There's a lot of radio shows where one person is doing all of the work. I'll be real honest with you. I've run into this in my career, and I don't want to be specific because a lot of these people are still around and some are still in radio. But it goes back. Let me. It was before my time at KDWB. Let me put it that way. I would come home, and I would work on my morning show pretty much all day. I'd take a nap. I'd watch a little bit of TV. I'd work on the morning show again. I would write funny parody songs, funny commercials, funny skits. I would even give them to other people on the show to perform. And I would say, hey, I wrote this funny song. I want you to sing it because I really I want to spread the the show around a little bit and not make it all about me because it's just a better show that way. I mean, think about it. If your favorite TV show that had, let's say Friends, let's say every Friends episode was only about Monica, it'd get a little boring after a while. So they'd make one about Chandler, they'd make one about Joey, they'd make one about Ross or Phoebe or whatever. Um, uh, But if they made it all about Monica, it'd be like, well, fuck, spread it around a little bit. So I would spread it around. And let me tell you, when you do that, sometimes you get such ingratitude. I would write songs for these people and they would show up late for work. I would write a commercial or something that made somebody look good and really funny, and I would make up a story about them, and I would say, hey, tell this story as if this is your own story. Okay, yeah, 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 and they would look really cool and really funny, but then they would absolutely treat me like shit, and it was infuriating because I was like, I'm trying to help you. The least you can do is be kind in return, but sometimes, just like a spoiled kid, If you try to help them too much, they become unappreciative and they become little assholes. (laughs) I hate to say that about kids, but it's true. Buy your kid a brand new Mustang for her 16th birthday and then send her to Paris for her 18th birthday. And then rent out a club and hire uh, you know, Selena Gomez to play it for her 21st birthday. And she might turn into a rotten, rotten person and treat mom and dad like an ATM and like shit. And that's kind of what I ran into when I would do all these things for all these people. So now on my show, everybody pitches in everybody chips in, Fallon does a lot of work, Steve does a lot of work. Anybody on my show that doesn't do a lot of work or says that's not my job or I don't have time or I'm going to the gym, they wouldn't be there. They really wouldn't. And I've had some people who did that. It's like, nah, I really can't today. It's like, okay, well, you know what? This is your last day here on KWB. Can I tell you a quick story? Um, total stream of consciousness here. Radio guy, legendary radio guy. Didn't like somebody that was on his staff. He called him in one day. This is back in the day of Polaroid pictures. So this this tells you it was 30 years ago or so. He calls him into his office. He's like, hey, sit down over there. Yeah, what's up? Well, I want to take your picture. Uh-oh, okay. Pulls out a camera, Polaroid camera. Okay, smile. Takes a picture of him. Takes it out, you know, and you shake it like a Polaroid picture. He shakes it. He's like, oh, that's a good, whew, that's a good picture of you. You want to see it? He hands it to the guy. He goes, you hang on to that one because that is a picture of you on your last day at this radio station. Fuck! Are you serious? It's a true story, from what I've heard. I love it. I think it's cruel, but it makes a great story. Okay, so back into what we were talking about. Um, let's see what else happened at the music summit. Uh, I think that it's very interesting. I looked around the room, and I love and respect the people that I work for and that I work with, but the room was loaded with older white dudes, older white dudes running the music business. And not everybody was an older white dude. There was a lot of younger people of color that were women, and uh, but there was a lot of older white dudes. And I looked around, and I thought, should older white men – that have been in this business for 30, 40 years be in charge of what 15-year-old boys or 15 or 16-year-old girls are listening to? Should they have that kind of power? And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's because they're just the best there is. I don't know, but maybe it's just because they are really are the best there is. Or maybe they're very protective of each other, and it's like, okay, I love my job. You love your job. Let's protect each other. And I don't know, but I found it very interesting that the room was full of older white men. And being an older white guy myself, I haven't done anything wrong. I wonder sometimes, am I supposed to just walk away and let somebody who's 25 of a different ethnicity have my job? Well, I like my job. So I don't know. I guess there is several different ways to look at it. And I am very open to the idea of people of color and different genders and ages doing whatever I want to see 25 year old um, uh, African-American engineers and 28 year old transgender doctor you know what I think that's great I love it but at the same time I'm not willing to step away from my job to give it to somebody else maybe when I age out and I'm doing something else um, they will definitely I mean I don't know Probably, I think Fallon will probably get my job when I leave. So just some things, just some random things to think about. Finally, on the podcast, uh, I have an email uh, from a big supporter of the podcast. He listens every week, and I really appreciate this one. And I've talked to him. I've talked about him on the show several times. And I always screw up his name. Um, so I'm going to say it the way that I say it and hope for his forgiveness. But uh, his name is Vikas. And I know I said it wrong last time, and he corrected me. And somewhere I have the email. Um, but he is a Boy Scout leader, and he is, you know, a little younger than me. But, you know, he's an older guy. I don't know where he's from. I'm going to guess somewhere in the Middle East. But he lives in America now, so he's a fucking American. So show some respect. <laughs> All right. He says, he writes to Dave Ryan at KWB.com Dave, every time I listen to your podcast, I say, I really need to buy his book. And today I finally did i look forward to reading it keep up the good work maybe i'll try to arrange a time to uh, meet you and sign the book hey uh vikas i would love to absolutely absolutely do that let me find his tweet too because he tweeted earlier and i really appreciate that because um let me just see if i can find it here really quickly um okay you know what sometimes you look through twitter and things aren't as obvious as they should be where it is uh here we go here's what he said he said um um he said flying home from Florida last night I read the whole book and honestly I agree with 99 percent of it this is advice I could have used from age 20 to 25 and I think it would make a great high school graduation gift I might buy a few more to give as gifts and then a woman named Ellen says let me know if you feel it let that strongly I have a senior and so he tweets back he says I do there are lessons about lending money polite manners how to work hard and not complain about the task there's a chapter called feed the goat and never saying they don't pay me enough to do that, which that's like, that's not my job, and they don't pay me enough to do that. Really are just thorns in my side. There's a little grown up relationship advice, bullying, coloring your hair blue, and weed. And then Ellen says, I have to check it out. Um, my senior's not a big reader, but maybe. And uh, he says, I'm not either. Quick bits of advice no more than a page or so each 101 chapters, 131 pages. So, um,. And that's basically what the whole podcast is based on is that book that I started writing probably close to 10 years ago when I realized I could pass along some things to you that will save you the pain of making these mistakes. And and I clarify this once in a while. I always feel like there should be an asterisk on the book or whenever I talk about this because there's some in there. It's like, you know, boys pee standing up, girls pee sitting down. I don't know if I said it exactly like that, but you know what? If you're a guy and you want to pee sitting down, I will laugh at you, but you do whatever you want to. Another one, I said, women, don't dye your hair red. It doesn't look natural. It doesn't. It doesn't ever look natural. But if you want to dye your hair red and you're a woman, who the hell am I to tell you that you should not? So there's a couple of things. Listen, once you commit to something and put it in ink, on paper, in a book, and you sell it and distribute it, it's out there, and I can never take it back. But there are certain things in there that I definitely stand by, and there are things in there where I'm like, eh, I'm a little bit embarrassed about that one, that it was written in 2014. But I'm hoping that people will understand and forgive me. And maybe they will, maybe they won't. Uh, check it out. It's called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. And it would make a decent graduation presence, 15 bucks on Amazon. And if you ever want me to sign it, then you can either mail it to me or bring it down to the radio station. be happy to do that. We also have a Facebook page and um, uh, I try to remember to put something on there every week. I'll be honest with you, it's not the busiest Facebook page of all time, but, you know, we have some fun with it, and there's also a Kindle version. But the main thing that I always mention uh, in the podcast is send me an email because i love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your input. Maybe you have some input on female artists, male artists, um, old white dudes running the music industry, um, whatever your thoughts are. Next week on the show, I'm going to talk with a really good friend of mine named Monica. And Monica said, I want to talk about social media. And I said, what do you want to say about social media? And I said, well, if you make a list of all the things you want to talk about, then let's get you in. And I said, let's also, you know, even it out. Monica's a mom and she's, you know, not as old as me, but she's not 20 years old either. I said, let's even it out with some like younger people too. So I think next week we're going to have Monica on, maybe somebody else young to talk about social media and, uh, the effects and loneliness and social isolation and that type of thing. Um, uh, I'll leave it on this thought and then I'm going to sign off for next week. I was talking to Carson last night and Carson's my 18 year old. He goes to Berkeley college of music and we were texting last night and he said, Hey, I saw that you really liked that song by Doja cat called, um, uh, uh God, what's it called right now? I played it twice this morning. Uh, say so it's called say so and you should check it out he's like i really like that song i said where do you hear it he goes well i hear it mostly on tiktok and i said oh i said i've heard that it's on tiktok all the time and i said do you post videos he goes no i never post videos but i watch them and it's really addicting because you just watch one after another after another and i said yeah they purposely have like an algorithm to make you want to watch them over and over and over to the point where you forget to do other things, right Carson Kibler? L-O-L, because that is so him to sit there and watch YouTube videos or TikToks or whatever over and over and over. And I must have pissed him off because I didn't hear back from him, but that's okay. So, because... I think he was like, oh, Dad, stop lecturing me. That's it. I'm out. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tell a friend about it if you know somebody who you you think would like it. uh, Tell a friend about the podcast and give us a little rating on the podcast app. And thank you for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. See you next week.